Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, welcome back. All right, let's get to the heart of it. Susie, what are we checking in with? So one of our most popular episodes has been our expectations of virtual PSYOP New Orleans virtual chair PSYOP 2021. So in this episode, well, PSYOP happened. We're still in the middle of the asynchronous part of PSYOP, but we wanted to give you all what we experienced during our first virtual PSYOP. Absolutely. And just seeing a little bit of those questions that we had two episodes ago, now we have the answers. Or in some cases, we have even more questions. Mm -hmm. And am I getting dinner? Yes or no? We shall see. All right. Um, it kind of feels like we are like doing an unboxing almost like, look, Sayop, what was it? What's inside? Speaking of Sayop in general and speaking for myself, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of that feeling of, you know, when you're a child and you run into your teacher in the wild for the first time and you realize that teachers exist and they are people, they do groceries, they walk their dogs and whatever, like outside of the classroom, because it's so weird to see them outside of that setting. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of that, like it was the first time for me interacting with so many IO psychologists at once. I was a little bit like, huh, presenters are like my peers. They're normal. They're, they may be academic geniuses and industry thought-provoking leaders, but like they're humans and their cat gets on screen and they talk to us just the same. So were you not expecting to feel that? I think it's a little bit of like this switch from student to no, I'm wearing my big girl shoes and mm-hmm. we're professionals now. And I think that was the sign of it. Mm-hmm. You're all in is like, oh, you're my peer and everyone is on a first name basis. So I guess I'm just going to call you Susie. Yeah. Okay. Sure, Susie, and we're going to joke around before the session. So I think that was a little bit strange, um, as well as because most Zoom facilitators are currently enrolled. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that I was still enrolled and just having to like, no, actually, I graduated. Yep. Nope. I graduated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full semester book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> interesting right do you have anything like that or were you just like no it's okay because you had already volunteered with psyop so you weren't coming in completely blind mm-hmm. i don't know we had very different experiences i am also a lot more i don't want to say chill but like people are people i i don't hold people up in pedestals unless they really deserve it <laughs> I definitely have a more hierarchical mindset. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like if you have a title, you have a title, and I don't have it. So, and I think that's just a it's a culture and it's a language thing. Like English is so Mm -hmm. horizontal and democratic, and I just don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I think my first reaching out to my presenters, obviously, I did use their their titles and everything and then as soon as they dropped it and they started calling themselves by their shortened nicknames I was like hi Susie nice to meet you okay so we predicted one 
that being facilitators was not going to be the space to network with our presenters. How are we feeling about that one? In true IO fashion, I think the verdict on this one is that it depends. <laughs> At the same time, though, like I'm not heartbroken about it. I still learned a lot from the sessions. I know the names to look out for in the in the topics and the tracks that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was a space. Everyone that was there was very task oriented on the presentation itself. Mm-hmm. And I am a very task oriented person. Mm-hmm. So that worked out. You, on the other hand, ended up being in, on the session and in the room for one of your, can we say, almost pedestal people? <laughs> <laughs> what Claudia is referring to is my first semester in grad school, I was looking into work from home, fun things, uh, before, you know, pandemic and it all became work from home. My first paper and my first Ignite presentation were done on the work of Dr. Timothy Golden. And then I got to be the facilitator for his presentation. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, because... I, I got the before, like I knew his work before pandemic. And now I got like a sneak peek of the after pandemic work from home. When I was fangirling, I showed all of his titles to Claudia. And what did you say? Yeah, like we looked into it. And I think the only thing missing is a PhD in nuclear engineering or bio-nuclear engineering. And then Bruce Banner has some serious competition. Okay, so my great-grandfather went to Rensselaer. He's currently teaching at Rensselaer. He has a BS in engineering mechanics from the Air Force, master's in aerospace engineering, master's in engineering management, master's in psychology, master's in IO, and then a PhD in management. So again, just need one more degree that says nuclear and then we're set. But from that networking, um, I saw a difference between being a facilitator to being in an actual presenter mode Mm -hmm. of how many people wanted to connect with us. Absolutely. And I think that's and that's part of the role and how it's designed, like the efficient Zoom facilitator, ideally, unless it's asked to be present, can do a perfectly good job without ever being heard or seen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's good. That's fine. Because the point is not to make the session about the Zoom facilitator, mm-hmm. it's about the topic. So being a Zoom technical facilitator on a scale of one to 10, would you do it again? What's the verdict? Ask me again next year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think I would like to do it again. Um, I think if I can afford to go to PSYOP, even if it has to be remote, I would rather just be able to be present Mm -hmm. instead of having to focus and work and make sure that everyone is mute and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I do think for students... Now that the system has been tried and tested and Mm -hmm. that the few kinks that there were will be worked out, I think it's worth it, especially if it is 
the difference between going to SIOP and not going at all. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say too. I think it should be reserved for students. And I think it is a great way to do like the one putting your foot in first, testing the waters. On the other hand, I'm, I'm going to say the Zoom fatigue was also very real. Oh my gosh, yes. So for um, for this, for those who don't know, my house has horrible Wi-Fi reception. So I was actually Zoom facilitating from Susie's place. It's okay. We're in the same little um, pod. COVID pod, which is pretty much the two of us and my living partner. So I can't quite cut him out yet. Um, <laughs> But I was doing it from there and I realized like as I was getting back home, I couldn't even look at my phone to check the directions. Mm -mm. I was just like, no, I don't want to watch TV. I don't want to listen to podcasts. I just want to get home and close my eyes. And that's pretty much what happened. It's it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. And also blue light glasses are your best friends. Okay, Um, number two. The price point and whether it was worth it from either early career folks like us Mm -hmm. um, to invest in the admission tickets. If it was worth it for students, even with the reduced rate, they've already gone through at this point more than a year of Zoom University. Do you wanna pay for even more Mm -hmm. lectures? Um, Then on the other hand, you could also argue that this year was the cheapest PSYOP ever because you don't have to travel you don't need to look fight other IOs for accommodation. You don't need to negotiate who, who's sharing an Airbnb with who. Mm-hmm. So I think what we saw is very little attendance from students that were not facilitators. Mm-hmm. I actually like went through a little bit of the subreddit and saw that the consensus there was that academics kind of snubbed PSYOP this year. Mm-hmm. Didn't shop as much. And therefore, there was a higher presence of applied and industry folks. But all in all, I'm saying this on the record, so I'm never going to repeat it again. Just replay this again. Susie was right. The presence overall was down a little bit. I think I never saw more than 200-ish people in the little virtual chair. Yeah. But even from our perspectives we kept looking up students and academics that we know on virtual chair and let's just say they weren't there no very very little representation Susie knows I've been on a mental roller coaster about this because on one side I'm like yes people should try to make it to up. they should go like as long as it is you know financially possible in a responsible way I mean go to Sayup and make sure you can also eat at the end of the month by all means but students should go should go should go but I don't know I also don't feel like blaming people who decided not to take the leap mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and we'll say it again we went because we were some technical facilitators yeah number three are we tuning in to all the asynchronous sessions 24-7 that is playing in the background all the time? An advantage point of having up remotely would be um, having all the sessions recorded and having literally more than 24 hours per conference day 
to go back and listen to everything. I will file that one with my new year resolution. <laughs> it's just not happening for me. Work got busy, life got busy. And yeah. I caught a couple sessions that I knew I was interested in and overlapped with my other commitments. But have I had the time to just nose through the listings and say, oh, maybe tonight I'll watch this? Not so much. happening. Yeah, I've had them in the background a couple of times, but also this last week, God, I will know, was very busy for me. So if we just take this past week, absolutely not. <laughs> Did not happen. And then I'll be graduating in two weeks from the recording of this episode. So also not the best time for me, but yeah. trying, yes. And I think that is like always the unfortunate thing with the academic calendar that you're still on for a little bit mm -hmm. the, the conference is always mid to end of April mm -hmm. which for everyone on the academic sphere of our field means that it's right in between midterms midterms grading and pulling your hair out mm -hmm. with end of semester deadlines whether you're a student or faculty yeah I would personally appreciate if the sessions were available even longer because they're still under after they are still behind the conference ticket paywall. So it's not like non-conference mm -hmm. goers will be able to zoom bomb months and months in. It could become a database of all the sessions. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of storage, but. And I think that is a very strong financial argument against it for SIOP right now is the maintenance mm -hmm. of yet one more repository of all of this knowledge and maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, Especially if we think that, again, theoretically, as our field grows, going into more years of virtual conferencing, mm -hmm. there is no limit on how many poster sessions could be accepted because there is no physical table to fight over. But remember that um, thing we said with Jasmine on her Afrofuturism episode, how Zoom recordings will become this new way of having this knowledge stored, I think it would be a good idea for PSYOP in the future to be like, haha, this is what a year after the pandemic looked like. I don't know. First hand account of what was going on. So could be, could be very interesting. I think the logistics are beyond the current scope of PSYOP, but I, it, it's like that paper that everyone wrote like their first year or second year in college like well the limitations are time and money <laughs> if we could have more resources and more expertise we could get great things going number four crying right. children's or pets on screen yes so we were curious like how you know we know we touched upon like being professional what does it mean what does it mean for online conferencing and even the most professional presenter or audience members can still mm -hmm. not always account for everyone in the household mm -hmm. um, and now that the conference is over we can also say there was at one point we realized there was a way to zoom bomb into the conference mm -hmm. thankfully I didn't hear anything about it didn't happen but it was a possibility it was um, a possibility. so in my experience 
from the rehearsal runs and the other chats, I know that a lot of my presenters had very fluffy cats, very cute ones. I did not see them on conference day, except one that was casually let out of the room mm -hmm. in the transition between one paper and the other. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, no, I just saw the presenters and their uh, home studios or their workrooms. What about you? I only saw one cat and they were really cute. So I was okay with it. <laughs> when people were coming into the Zoom room and they were presenters, they were let in before the mm -hmm. rest of the audience and trying to match up their usernames to their, like, to the names I had was somewhat difficult for one of my sessions at least. I will say that because like, that was something I noticed in one of my sessions asked me to monitor the chat box for the questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the end in the q and I just reminded them like, hey, before anyone else unmutes, Miss mm -hmm. Dr. Jane Doe once mm -hmm. asked this question in the chat, can we go back to that? And you know, as long as you have, there was a lot of creativity with the Zoom names because mm -hmm. some people added their titles, their degrees. I think that's helpful in this yeah. context, great. But then to keep in contact afterwards, it can be very hard because I just think like someone just had like, I'm trying to think of an equivalent without saying their actual username because I don't want to call them out that bad. But, Wasn't it like Dr. Joe? But that's the point because like he, sorry, Dr. Joe, if you're a listener, like, you know, we're calling you out. But if anyone was like, oh my gosh, they have a great point. Mm -hmm. I want to keep in touch with them. It's kind of hard to look up Dr. Joe on LinkedIn or on Whova. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for a lot of them, they just had Joe, Jane, Jim. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go with the J's right now. It's like, hey, Joe, Jane, and Jim, like you have great points, but how are people supposed to connect with you? Mm -hmm. So that was one of my personal little pet peeve because I was like, I can't LinkedIn stalk you right now. Mm -hmm. You need to make it easier. This is about networking again. Um, <laughs> So that was my only little Zoom etiquette faux pas that I caught. As we mentioned, Zoom manners were pretty good. No one just decided to interrupt. No one decided to just jump in. Um, with the note of make your name your legal name or what you're known for, your preferred name, if you want mm -hmm. to be able to contact you using pronouns if you want to be more inclusive that would be great but I think we did lack a little bit of enthusiasm like we mentioned previously we were fatigued we were not here for any of the um, get-togethers at the end of the day which is it's on us we, we could have attended we did not um, but I feel like that side of PSYOP did take a bit of a dip. Definitely. Um, among the things I saw on the um, IO Psychology subreddit, there was a mega thread of virtual PSYOP feedback. Um, mm -hmm. I think what the biggest debate maybe of PSYOP was if people liked or didn't like virtual chair. Mm-hmm. I think 
the extroverts were very happy because we finally threw them a bone and they had the chance to just run into people and chit chat. Mm -hmm. And the introverts, on the other hand, are like, why am I sitting in my living room and I'm still running away from people because I don't want to do small talk. I just want to make it to this session. Oh my Um, God, I did run in from people when going into poster sessions. They would come up to me and be like, no, leave me alone. (laughs) Run, 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 run. It was fun. I think that was definitely a social experiment on the extroversion spectrum and seeing where people fall. I think it's kudos to everyone bold enough to just run around with their camera on. So I had Mm -hmm. like little ghosts popping in and I could hear them talking for two seconds and then I would just dive out. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I did have one situation where I saw someone whose name I recognized and I wanted to say hi and be like, oh my gosh, hi. Like, I, It's even someone from Chicago that mm-hmm. I wanted to connect with and we've never met in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were busy in a conversation and just as if we were in person, I was like, I'm going to just awkwardly hover around until they're done with that conversation. The problem being that when they were done with that conversation, they just popped out of existence because they probably <laughs> left the platform. So close, close enough, A for effort. We're not quite there. It's not, does not compare to in-person. Um, so, and the subreddit feedback was mostly that that platform kind of died out after Wednesday night because after the poster sessions were done. Mm-hmm. It was also funny because you could still walk into the poster session rooms and just see all the empty tables just mm-hmm. as they could wear. I know. Um, <laughs> But no, I definitely regret not having more energy to make it to the receptions, but we were freshers. It was the first time. Mm-hmm. Now we know that it's a marathon and how to dose our energies better. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, the last thing I would like to address, it needs to go, the degree snobism. Just, oh please stop it. There was a little bit of that. Um, I think in my experience, mostly it was like, I was surprised by how non-collaborative some spaces Mm -hmm. were, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a potential side effect, right? Because we're all there to see the latest studies. We are there to cheer on ourselves, basically. Mm Uh, which can become an egotistical effort very easily. So I would have liked to see more mentorship and more openness to connect at every level, not just having the mindset of students or early career practitioners are the ones doing the asking and Mm -hmm. established practitioners or academics are the ones doing the giving. I think it's a lot more fluid than that. Going into the Granger time turner I did see some of like someone asking a question and apparently their like zoom name had MA in it um and someone else not even a presenter coming behind them saying like well as a doctorate I can tell you it is this and that I was like maybe Mm -hmm. you've done a lot more work than I have maybe you've done more reading than I have but putting your degree first just to make your answer stick better or like this is the way of the land because I said I have a doctorate. Like, please stop. Please stop that. Yeah, I 
I'm definitely sensitive to that as well. I was talking about these impressions with a mentor and like I've mentioned the experience I've had where I introduced myself as someone who's graduated with a master's and an MBA. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reception of MBAs is something we can do a whole other episode (laughs) about. But yes, we exist, we belong. We are not all finance majors. Mm -hmm. We are in this field as well. And I had a first semester doctoral student try to show me the lay of the land in a in a helpful way in their opinion, but it came across as condescending as well. I was like, thank you, but like I have already achieved my two degrees. Yeah. I have already worked in this field. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your enthusiasm and your helpfulness, but as we're talking about pedestals, I don't think pedestals should exist within SIOP. Except maybe to recognize people who have had like decades of experience in the field at the end when they retire mm-hmm. like bottom line am i getting dinner let's see okay point number one mm-hmm. is facilitating the space to network was a maybe mm-hmm. um on the second one you were right i went on the record saying that mm-hmm. overall attendance was down um number three I don't know if you were right, but I was wrong because I didn't make time for things. (laughs) We're going to chalk it up to that. Um, And if it sounds like I'm playing devil's advocate, it's because I am. Um, Let's see. What was the other one? Children and pets. Who do we chalk that one up to? I mean, I saw a cat, so, and you saw cats too. Fine. The two and a half to Susie, and then definitely suits. So, sure. I'm getting, gonna get you beauty. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Italian pasta. Yay for me. Okay. Ooh, Wait, can you make your MSU? I've been wanting, it? I've been wanting Claudia to make me vegan tiramisu for forever now. So I think this is, I'm gonna clock it in now. I'm not sure that really meets dinner requirements. I don't care. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Taking the request. Sure, we'll find a way to make it work. And with that, we go to my usual spiel, people. You already know it. Um, Talk to us, connect with us. We've seen a lot of new faces on Instagram. That is great. You can also join our Facebook community. You can always interact with Susie and I on LinkedIn. You can email us. Or if you didn't suffer from that much Zoom fatigue and you want to be on screen, you can always leave us a voice message on Anchor. You can leave mm-hmm. us a tip on Anchor now and you're always welcome on our mics. So just yes. let us know. Yes. If you had a wonderful session, if you've done some incredible research, if you just want to share um, your experiences on this microphone, please. Connect with us. Let's check in next week. Bye.